Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLace1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, episode number 352 on deck. Make sure you stay tuned at 7 o'clock. We're going to do this all again. We've never done anything like this before that I can recall, Brian. Uh, we're going to be doing two two complete shows back to back, knocking everything out. That way, everybody gets their uh, their uh, their due coverage. I guess is the best way to say it. We're going to be doing No Mercy and TJ and everything in 3:52, and then 7:15 or so, we're going to turn everything back around, reset. We're going to come right back on Facebook, right back on YouTube. We're going to do Spring Explosion and the Unified Point Series stuff. So it's going to be. Gonna be interesting, and like I said, we um, we haven't done it before, so I'll have to see what happens. Yeah, it was funny. I uh, I saw the the advertisement, and I I had mentioned to you Monday I wouldn't be able to make it because we had, we were, uh, finished up with football and had to you know take care of some final stuff and uh, with equipment and stuff, and uh, then I see the advertisement, and it's like a show at this time, a show at this time, and I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. So uh, I was as surprised as anybody else. So. Yeah, it's going to be neat. Um, it's going to be good to, to uh, get everything covered. And, uh, you know, I, I would safely say that the derby season is pretty much on its way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's in full effect. TJ's hanging out with us here. He's in uh, – you're in Upper Co. right now, right? Yeah, I actually uh, – I was getting ready to test drive a, uh, a four-cylinder around our figure eight track here. Um, and it stalled on me or else I'd probably still be out there doing laps. <laughs> Well, we, uh, I think we've got some of the Zoom issues put to bed. So in the event that TJ does drop, we're just going to kick right back over to a phone call and, and call it good. But TJ, on the heels of a, of a very, very successful No Mercy weekend in Cumberland, um, give, me, give me some of your thoughts on this one. It was, uh, it was a success by all measures. Well, my first, uh, my first thought that I can honestly bring up is – I know we, we tried to set the bar really high for ourselves and um, trying to live up to a, a hard-hitting action pack buried alive in October um, to come back to that and try to try to get the drivers on the same page, trying to make them understand that this is when, – when you come to a dead man show, that this is what happens. Like, it's different. Like, we want you to realize that the pace is going to be different than anywhere else, no matter what class. If it's a boring class somewhere else, it's going to be crazy at Dead Man. And we we just continued to, to praise the drivers because I believe, with all my heart, from first green flag to the final checker flag, I believe that the action was actually better at No Mercy than it was at Buried Alive. That's my first takeaway. Please. You certainly threw some curveballs at him um, with the, the mercenaries getting the time delay. Uh, the, uh, the mercenary car was the, the 74 hearse, which was, it was a, the fastest hearse I've ever, hearse I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, and there was, there was the other, I can't remember what the other twist was. It was something with, oh, the fatal four ways, the Concy yep. is running in fatal four way fashion with taking one car out of it. That was, that was really cool too. And, and again, for, for whatever reason, the the industry of demolition derby does not um, uh, adapt well to change. No, <laughs> and TJ is the only person on the planet, I think, that can throw surprises day of, and everybody's cool with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's neat how uh, they 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 seem to uh, to take the, the the changes in stride there. It's it's pretty cool. The other one we tried to do, um, and. It didn't work, and I'll tell you why it didn't work. But the other one we tried to do, which I thought would be hilarious, when I when I came up with the idea, I I told a bunch of people, and I couldn't stop laughing. Um, we tried to do a rolling Utah start with a two man extreme, <laughs> and because I just think it's funny because so many people that were driving in it, I know they didn't test drive. I know it was the first time they worked together, and I was like, let's throw a curveball in there and make them do a rolling start. But I knew I was in trouble when I put the first six guys in and I walked up and was like, okay, rolling Utah starts. Stay to the outside. They're like, 
wait, what? What is that? And I'm like, oh, boy, we are in for it. I went through six cars. I just put my hands up and said, guys, I guess we're winging it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the action certainly setting a bar. We'll be catching up with uh, Guy Raymond, who came up with a win down there. A guy who never wanted to travel anywhere. just went to Maryland and picked up a win. And Cody Riley. Going coming up with a win yep. down there in uh, Cumberland as we look forward to uh, TJ's next show in Upperco, the the first stage of the three part Battle of Upperco events. So we've got that sitting out there in the wings. Ken Kiskadden, what a run he had in the trucks. Um, Imperial certainly didn't disappoint. It was a it was a great show, end to end. Um, and I know you probably have already started revamping things and and how how you want to do it different. Um, did you take a minute or two at least to enjoy some of the success of this weekend? Well, the funny thing was, is we had all these plans to, cause I said to the guys, I said, I'm going to try to push the pace on Friday and Saturday and get done early. Well, we pushed it way too fast on Friday and we were done by nine o'clock. Um, and I was like, I looked over at the guys and they're like, this is a great opportunity for us to get some sleep. So everybody just left. And I was like, okay. So then flash forward where we're like, okay, let's drag it out a little bit, give the fans a little bit more time to go out and shop and, and, and entertain, and let's make the track perfect, perfect, perfect. Then all of a sudden the rain came. The last three heats go. We're standing there soaking wet, and everybody's like, it is time to go home. So actually, no. And <laughs> the this is actually the first time that I've stopped, and I, and I thank you guys so much for it because I have not stopped. I actually had to, to remove all 460 ton of clay I had to remove it off of the track and clean the entire grounds. I finished that today um, at noon, loaded the skid steer up and drove down here and started working on this track. And I'll be down here for uh, today and tomorrow. And then uh, I'll go home for one day to start rolling a bunch of apparel and come back down and do the show. So I haven't really had time to enjoy it, but I have had a, a lot of, of great people, great responses. What The one thing I really enjoy is I, I'm very much an open book and very open to criticism because that's the only way you can get better. And I've had a lot of people say, hey, when you get a minute, you know, I have a couple ideas, you know, that, that could have gone better or a couple rules that, you know, might need some tweaking. These were consistent problems. And they're speaking to me in a fashion where it's like it's so respectful because they, they enjoy our shows and are like, dude, you're just, you know, just tweak here, tweak here, tweak here, and it's going to keep getting better. So I've been listening to a lot of those as I've been traveling around and stuff. And, and that's been great because, you know, if, you, if you're not willing to learn and progress, you're, you're going to die off. And, and with us trying to be as fresh as we are all the time and change things up, it's really nice to get that feedback. So I've just been soaking it all in, just listening to what people have to say. So you, you caught me a little off guard. Is the track where you ran the Derby, is that an asphalt track and you put clay down on top of it or it was just a normal track and you still put clay down on top of it long story short um the facility there has very strict rules as to what exactly the facility has to look like after i'm done and they had never had a renter actually bring in clay to um to make their own racetrack and there's just really strict rules i mean it's, it's a bunch of really stupid stuff a bunch of hoops you have to jump through but they, they basically said, it's got to go back to exactly how it was when you left. And I, I begged and begged and pleaded and said, you know, can we please just, you know, make the first, you know, the bottom lane. Can we just, instead of Jersey barriers, you know, like we do a, a square berm there, let's just square it off and, and make the whole front stretch 460 ton clay. So when them cars come off there, if they hit it, they hit dirt and not a Jersey barrier. And I think I almost had them convinced, but I had to move it. I basically had to move it across the railroad tracks back in the woods. And it was a pain in the butt, but we finally got it done. I gotcha. Yeah, that's a lot of hauling. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot of money too. I mean, you're you're paying you're paying an operator for the, um, you know, for the dump truck. You're paying an operator for the um, excavator and everything like that just to move dirt. You know, an eighth of a mile. That's crazy. And with the price of fuel today, that's that's absolutely insane. Right. That uh, still isn't. Um isn't the first time we've heard of stories about that a lot of the yeah. times when we go places with that are that are derbies especially especially 
with the instances in Utah and the instances in Florida, the, the horse arenas are very particular about what you do to the surface. And that's one of the reasons why some of those horse arena-based derbies, not so much with the debris that's left in the track, but before you get there and, and, and the track maintenance becomes such an issue because you can't mix anything into the clay. You either have to take it off and keep it protected or bring different clay in and everything. There's so many nuances of that and and i guess a racetrack really isn't isn't necessarily any exclusion to that when you figure the amount of money that someplace like land of legends or outlaw speedway has invested in their track surface and that's where they're going to make their money all year long not just on a single night so yep i mean i can kind of see where they're i can see where they're going with that yeah. sure i mean we don't we don't want to be the cause for um for a super late model to come off that turn at you know 120 and and hit a um, a rock that was in my clay, which our clay does not have rocks in it. We found, I think, three rocks the entire time we were doing the 460 ton. But, um, like, I don't want to be the, the cause of a guy going off in the turn and wrecking because of a, a piece of metal from a bumper or anything. So we, we scraped and scraped and scraped and scraped and made sure that it was perfect. And, you know, basically, you know, I, I just looked at them and I said, am I done? And they're like, yep. And I just, like, I think I jumped 10 feet in the air. Like, thank God I'm out of here. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll take you through the outcome of the 2021 No Mercy event. Uh, on the team side of things, the compact team, Team Send It, ended up taking the win over Team Creeping Death. Uh, team Creeping Death, uh, that was uh, Johnny Schmidt's team, 1158. We've talked with him a couple times before. The Reaper in that was Eric Sweet. The pro stock side of things, we're going to talk with Cody Riley here in a few minutes, Bill Close and Brady Allen filling out the top three, Chris Woodworth. I believe that's the Chris Woodworth that has won the Northeast Championships a couple of times from up in uh, Massachusetts. Coming on fourth, the Reaper was Jared Cannon. Compact number one, Matt Davidson. Matt is a name that we know from the battles in Woodstock. He, I believe he got a yep. win several years ago back at Cass in the Valley, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bill Aldinger and Nathan Wenzel through the top three there. Guy Raymond over Alex Keaton and Rob Mack in the other compact feature. Minivan side of things, Ronnie Roach getting the win over Jackson Salisbury and Jordan Cook. Jackson Salisbury with second, also taking home the Reaper Awards. Truck side, uh, Tracy Myers taking the win over Charles Kaiser and Ted Kiskadden. Uh, the Reaper Award went to Andrew Arnold. The Imperials, Austin McCurdy got the win there over Mel White and Steve Siopa. Jamie Double got the Reaper Award in the Imperial Division. On the mercenary side of things, Ken Kiskadden taking the win over Kenny Marsh and Brett Niner. Brett Niner in third place. He got the Reaper Award as well. Youthful size, that was Jake Schaller and Nevin McMullen. Second place, Mason Stacey and Cam White. Third place was Cole Teets and George McMullen. Wheelman Award went to Kaylee Oglesby. Youth Compact was Mason Stacy, Marissa Yeager, and Tanner Nyhart to the top three. Alyssa Kreiser taking the Wheelman Award in the Youth Compact. And in the two-man side of things, Jess McBriar and Sean Hartman. Got the win over Rob Olhisney and Nick Patrick, and then Dustin Halbert and Don Halbert teaming up for third. The Reaper was Lynn Kennel and Travis Kennel. That's your outcome there for the um, the entirety of No Mercy. And uh, Ken Kiskadden, he had a great run. I, I watched a little bit of that. Um, Guy Raymond, he picked up the win there. That was a good one to see. Um, it just really, when you look at that list, and you look at the number of cars that went through that weekend, I don't see any repeat names. Yeah, no, they, uh, there was, uh, it was definitely, you know, sounded like it was, there was a lot of stiff competition. I talked to uh, Steve and Mark Siopa a little bit after, and uh, like I said, I, I told you before we went on air, Friday night I was watching my brother run out to Bristol on the dirt, and then Saturday we had a football game. So waiting for Alex to uh, get the video up on YouTube so I can check it all out. Um, you know, but like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd seen a bunch of pictures, and I, I talked to Ta or uh, Steve and Mark, and uh, you know everything I've seen. It, it looked like it was a pretty wild, wild night. One of them lost a wheel in the. Steve did. Steve did. He said uh, he still had a lot to go. He said uh, ended up losing uh, hub and wheel and the whole thing. So that's that's what cost him at the end. Still got it the third. Yeah, uh, Mark broke a transmission. So thoughts really out early. to uh, Joey. Yep. Uh, Joey Pernice, he had emergency appendectomy. I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, light duty, back to light, back to work on light duty, which I think is probably cleaning out Mark's truck and maybe walking Todd's Rottweilers, something along those lines. That's <laughs> you know he works for Todd. So, did you ever have your appendix out? No, thank light, God. Light duty is doing nothing for a couple of days. My father in the '60s, his append, <laughs> his appendix burst and then formed a cyst. 
and he was oh. in the hospital for like two weeks. And they they told him that if the cyst would have ruptured, he would have died. They ended up they had a he had a paper wrote about him, and he said it was bad. He said he got to where he was like walking around like the hunchback in Notre Dame, and uh, wasn't good. But no, thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't had that that uh, joy. It's uh, that surgery is not fun. It's not fun at all. Um, uh, good news for both uh, Lele and Gracie. Uh, the Remington girls both had some stuff going on, but it looks like both of them are both in good shape. When when it comes to, to to Lindsay and Eric, man, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. But they uh, they they got it turned around. I saw there was a bunch of babies born, a bunch of grandfathers, the, the, a bunch of derby dads just became grandfathers. Um, Ian Doyle he made the trip out to Indiana to do some RC derby action out there, and then Jake, I think. Was it yesterday or today? It was his birthday? Oh, really? I, I see believe that. so. Um, yep. It's hmm. uh, it was busy. I, I saw uh, Mad Mike was posting a bunch of pictures of stuff mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, it's, it's like you said. It's it's very much Derby season. Yeah, right for now. Sure. That's <laughs> for sure. We've uh, we've dove right in. Um, TJ, that you talked about that pace going a little bit faster than you had anticipated. The five compact heats went through in less than an hour. Yeah, that that was wild. I, I would have never anticipated um, them going so quick. I know that, uh, you know, when we did the drivers meeting and when we did the draw, there were there were two teams that drew each other. Um, they I I'm pretty sure they went back and flipped the coin and decided who was going to shut off for who. Um, and I think that happened twice and sent some cars into the long way into the uh, into the Concy. Um, there was uh, another another team where one guy's car just didn't start. And they had to go in um, 3v2, and the captain chose to um, have them, you know, make a quick hit and shut off. So that kind of happened. But then the the action when the cars were there was insane. The first heat was like, man, you guys are going to kill each other, and you have nothing left. And uh, the guys from Ohio, um, uh, Amateur Hour, uh, they, they man, they, excuse me, from uh, New York, they they came down. They they had a great heat. Creeping Death had a great heat. Um, it it was wild. I I think the format worked. Um, I think one of the things I want to change with them is I want to give them unlimited nine wire um, to help them out. Um, you know, you, you start giving unlimited nine wire, it starts getting a little scary. But what ended up happening is everything got torn apart so bad, and then the uh, the constellation was was a feature, but I actually said, listen, we need to give these guys some order. So I actually went back to my house. I sent my buddy Mark and said, please go to my house, grab every fix it plate that I have in my garage and bring it. And he was like, are you serious? And I'm like every single one of them. And we gave, um, two more fix it plates to every, uh, every driver in that. So they could help put their car back together. We allowed them to split them and everything like that. And, and I think that made for a better feature as it went, but, um, the, yeah, it was an excellent, excellent pace. Um, I, that's something that we will continue to continue to bring back for sure. What could you do with the fix-it plates? Some of the trips to Topeka, we've seen some creative use of <laughs> fix-it plates. The only thing that you couldn't um, do with one of the fix-it plates, one of the years that we were out there, was roll it into a tube and use it as a pin. Anything else could go. And boy, did anything else go change, uh, change the definitions of what was intended there. <laughs> yeah, some guys, you know, you tell guys, you know, hey, don't mess with this. You know, try not to. Try, try to be good, try to be good. And you know they're going to mess with you, and they're looking you dead in the eyes, and they're shaking your shaking their head like they understand. And the whole time all they're doing is thinking how they're going to beat what I just said. And I'm like, <laughs> I totally understand what you're going to do. Like, let's keep it clean. Let's try to keep it close. And, you know, they, you know, a couple guys, you know, did a couple things where we were like, eh, well, you know, that's not a loadable offense here, you know, because our, our, re- our re-tech is pass or fail. Um, when it comes for, come to feature, it wasn't a big deal. Um, we had tried to tried to keep the plates separate, um, keep them an inch apart. Um, I think moving forward, we won't worry about that. But we just didn't want to. We didn't want to make them cars not be able to come run Uppercoat. We didn't want them to be able to not come back in the in the fall and run, you know, buried alive if they had something left over. But usually, what I allow, like I, I'm pretty much, hey man, do whatever you want with it. Um, if you want to bend it into a 90 degree angle, go for it. If you want to, you know, so basically they told me to shut up and Ryan said, no, this is the rules. Cause if you do that, we're going to have tanks out here. And I'm like, okay, so you make the rule. And he said, they got to be flat. They got to be flush unless they're on the body, keeping the body together. Then you can do whatever you need to do those. But I've seen some wicked stuff. I've seen people make, uh, kickers out of nine wire. Um, 
I, I've seen just crazy stuff, and that's why it's just as a promoter, it scares scares me to give too much. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen we've seen some pretty neat stuff done with uh, with fix it plates. That uh, what's your favorite? I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I've seen some guys use fix it plates as uh, as pins without rolling them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. What about, well, I guess what, what's the most creative that you've seen? Hmm. Well, we've seen guys cut them up into chunks and, yep. uh, <laughs> that was, and that that while, the, while the length of the frame, we've seen that a time or two. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you uh, you know it, it, it's good that the officials and the promoters let the let the guys have the fix it plates for the features, but um, <laughs> sometimes the the drivers outthink things pretty good. Right. So the, um, the one that I had in mind was was I was I was kind of leading you there because we've talked about it so many times was the a car that Steve Siopa brought to, I believe it was either the Keystone Nationals or it was the show that was held the week before. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a four by six fix it plate. So it was 24 square inches. So it was cut into 24 square inches and, yeah. and then like checkerboarded <laughs> along the. Yeah, <laughs> was, that's, yeah. That was pretty creative. Yeah, there's. Uh, and there's... it did not get through. <laughs> <laughs> there's some good thinking that goes on, man. There's, uh, there's, there's some guys that uh, really put a lot of thought in that stuff. For sure, it uh, it was very very good. Um, for the response at Upperco, has it gone up in the last couple of days since everything concluded down there in Cumberland? Yeah, we have um, the uh, the winning team. Uh, they're coming, which is awesome. Uh, I think we're. I was getting a little worried. I was I was worried. You know, it's a small event. You know this place. It's it's a small event, and you know we taking it over trying to build it up and we know it's going to take some time um but it, it's it's really started to take off i think we're going to end up with a nice little car count i know the figure eight racing is going to be a lot a lot of cars but as far as the derby side of it i really do think we're going to we're going to grab a lot from no mercy i think we're going to have at least 15 compacts from no mercy come um is one of the big reasons why we added a second heat to no mercy um you know give them because you know you're kind of hoping as a promoter you want to see everybody have a good time but the first thing that happens in your head um, when the uh, when a guy gets shoved on the wall really early, you get on the radio and be like, "Hey, somebody, make sure you talk to him about uppercut." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, they call they call that planning ahead. <laughs> He's not doing anything else. Why not? Yeah, Get the audience right. Wash it off and bring it back. Uh, Cody Riley, joining. come take some frustration out at uppercut next week. <laughs> right on. Um, Cody Riley joining us online. Cody picking up picking up the win on the pro stock side of things. Huge win for Cody. Cody, man, congratulations. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, I, I I was going heading to Maryland thinking that it was going to be tough to get through attack, and, and they were. Uh, it was rough for me. Um, you know, they, they, when they say numbers, you know, there's a lot of numbers. They mean you, I go to a lot of places and. and the numbers don't mean a whole lot. They they meant the number they meant is what they meant. You know, your your dash bar had to be five inches away from that protector firewall. You know, the home plate they meant every measurement, the bumper height and all. You know, I've been to a lot of shows and that stuff doesn't really matter. And you know, hats off to them guys for doing that, making it fair. And um, tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about your expectations. You know, your cars always say underbuilt on them. <laughs> And and, oh. and and generally they're not underbuilt. <laughs> and no, I, I actually, that was actually a sarcastic. We came up with that, you know, seven eight years ago, and just to be sarcastic. And every, it seems like every time I go somewhere, I got to cut. But that's that's just how I am. I, I just I overbuild, knowing I got to cut. And I've never ran for TJ. I mean, it's the second show, and and I was nervous. It, I, I don't. I didn't know what they were going to let go, what they weren't, and I was nervous if I'm saying it's just too much and, and to load it back on the trailer, you know. So we got to know Cody a little bit uh, from running around here, mm-hmm. running at Yates County, and, and then branched out and, and did some other things. We saw him take a car to the Weld Class at Bachelor Cash a couple years ago, brought that car home, and picked up a win. Uh, was it at San Filippo in the Mod Class? It, yeah. At, at San Filippo. So, I mean, you know, Running up the ladder, going from 
yep. local to regional and and now branching out to, to some of these these biggest shows I mean, what was your confidence level going and i know you're not sure what to expect and, and and things along those lines but in terms of you and your confidence level you've got a couple high profile runs under your belt you've put together a couple of these heavier cars before what were you expecting out of it past the inspection stuff my, uh, my my confidence level is pretty high. I, I just you know I I know I feel I feel as if I you know built a decent car and and you know I had the, the equipment to do so and a lot of it's luck you know my I just like it just I just put a lot of time and in, in, in quality into myself and so I just, I feel like you know I feel like I have you know just as good a chance as anybody else does and. How tough? How tough was it to pick up the win in that feature? I mean, was there any? Was there a turning point at all through that where you looked at the field and said, "You know what? This uh, this might be mine." Well, so Brian, France, Justin, my my cousin uh, Zach Small, we were all in the feature. Me and Justin got let in five minutes in for being reapers during the heat, and you know, it wasn't three minutes into the feature. Zach was up, he was on the wall. Justin lost the axle, and all that was going through my head is now I'm you know I'm I'm alone, and, and you know I just drove. I did, I had no choice but to just pick my shots and just do do what I I knew I had to do, and it, it got down to about the six of us, and you know, at that point I I was feeling way better as I seen a lot of steering broke. Um, Allen boy had his wheel was broke off. I mean, a lot of motors were, were steaming. So I mean, at that point, it was just a matter of me just not getting hung up or getting thrown out for not hitting. <laughs> what was the package that you had? What was the engine and uh, uh, was transmission combination stuff like that? What did you have? So I actually built a, a brand new nine inch. Um, I built that myself. Thirty five spine axles, nodular center section, four eighty six gears. Um, the motors I built myself. Um, that's a 4.8 LS, carbureted. Um, I run it on you know half and half, half 110, half 93 pump gas. Um, transmission is built by uh, Joe Wilcox. Got redline clutches and all that stuff. And the 2,500 stall converter, uh, steel bell, steel tail, uh, steel tranny brace. Very good, very good combination. Yeah, I mean that's uh, obviously it, it worked well, <laughs> right? I was uh, I was very happy to see Brian Fan Brian France back on the track. Yeah, we haven't like, seen him run in a while. It's been quite some time. It was good to see him back out there, and that was that was neat. Did the did the weather at all play with your mind at all in terms of uh, grip, gearing, tire selection? Did you have to change anything before you before you encountered some of the weather? Well, I, I did. We try, I checked the weather a lot this this week prior to going. Um, I, I use I usually run five thirteen gears and I decided to back it down a little bit just because of that. I've ran a couple of shows where it's been you know wet and I, I can't hardly move. And it happened to be down in Burlington, Pennsylvania last year. I, it just I had too much gear, too too small of tires. Um, after seeing you know the, the, watching the videos of last year in, in Cumberland in October, the Dead Man Show. I mean the track's really hard and it's really. It's not really slick. It, it, he keeps it pretty dry, so it's it's not you know it's it's very fast paced. So I knew um, I'd be fine Friday for the heat with with solid uh, fork truck tires on the back, which I ran. And then obviously Saturday we knew it was going to rain, so I upgraded or put twenty threes on foam fill twenty threes. Will be a little heavier, so it's a little heavier in the back of it, and uh, it worked well for me. It's a little different than getting ready to run at Penyan, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We, we spent a lot of time. I went through Tech. Um, I was in line at 9.30. Tech line was a little rough. It was a couple hours sitting in line, waiting to get in line. and I, I got my, my list to cut and stuff, and, and I had to be back in line by 3 o'clock, re by 3 o'clock. Well, I got back in line in the barn, the last one through, and I was at 2.59. Oh, 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 oh man! It, wow, it was close. That, and that's I, I had a lot of stuff to change. I, I tried something for the back bumper. Uh, obviously, the inspectors didn't didn't like that so much. I had to change a bumper. I had to cut some of my firewall out. And like I said, when when they when they say five inches, they meant five inches. They didn't mean four and a half. They didn't mean four and three quarter. They meant five inches. So if you couldn't get five inches, you had to start cutting stuff out of the way. 
That's good, though. Like you said, though, I mean, it, it, it's good when the officials keep everything that, that close and that even across the board. I mean, then it's, you know, you know that everything's pretty fair and uh, it's going to be decided on the track as it should be. It is, you know. And it, it, there's, like I said, there's, there's been plenty of shows I've been to that they're not that, you know, it's, they just they like to see a space there. And while, when he says that that's what he means, you know, I, I asked a lot of questions about it. I mean, I, I'm not one to argue with officials, you know. I, I obviously know I build cars more than what they should be for a show, and, and a lot of people do that. And I, I expect to go cut. I just, you know, the tech was very good, and, and they meant everything they, they put in the rules. So, I mean, hats off to them. You said you lost steering in that? I, I No, no. I, when we come down to fifth or sixth, uh, close junior there, he, I knew his, his steering was messed up a little bit. Gotcha. Um, I know Alan Boy... Um, his his wheel was off, so obviously, once we got down to about six cars, I was feeling pretty pretty good. You know, I I could move real well. The motor wasn't hot. My training was fine. Um, I didn't have no loose wheels, so I could steer fine. So, I, like I said, at that point, I just had to just make sure I didn't bury myself in the wall or get hung on another car or take a stupid shot. Gotcha. So, is uh, is there more trips to Maryland in your future at this point? I am. I, I'm. Uh, I, I'm registered for uh, October show, which I will be there for that. I probably will take that my pro stock car back with me. Nice, awesome, nice. Um, it's it, you know, I, like I said, it, 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 I like faster paced shows. I mean, it, it, the show was it was awesome for what I got to see. I mean, Saturday we spent all day fixing fixing cars to get them in the feature, and you know, I, I had a, a ton of help. You know, without the help, I would have never got there. You know, I had seven people cutting and, and grinding and re-welding stuff on the car for, you know, four hours straight on Friday to get it into the heat. And then, you know, another four hours on Saturday trying to get it back to the way I, I wanted it. So. It's crazy, man. The, the, amount of work, the amount of work that goes into these things is just insane. I mean, it's, uh, you know... It, it, I, I wish more people would, could see behind the uh, behind the scenes and see what uh, these guys do between the heat and the feature. To, tell us a little bit about what the pits were like, uh, TJ, on Saturday. I mean, it was just judging by the amount of carnage from Friday, the amount of work that had to be done, and, and the way that Cody described tech inspection. It sounds like it was it was uh, time was at a premium, and everybody that had a welder was finding new best friends. Yes, absolutely. Somebody actually came up to me and said, hey, do you know anybody here that might have a welder? I, I looked at him and I said, yeah, there's, I think, like 230, maybe 300 people here that do. I was like, I'm sure you'll be okay. And uh, I was like, I didn't, I did, I, you know, I, I hate to, sometimes I can be a little bit of, a little sarcastic and I try not to. And I apologize. Like, I know that that guy over there does. <laughs> like, I know that you guys check him out, you know, but um, I, I was... I was really overwhelmed uh, emotionally because, you know, I put my heart and soul into this kind of stuff. And seeing the tech line the way it was just backed up. It was the first time we'd actually seen our tech line like really far backed up. Looking at the names and the, and the, the quality of build that's in the tech line. And then I'm like, man, I really wish we had our old tech barn. Because a lot of people don't know, they turned our old tech barn into a COVID uh, testing center. So our other tech barn is probably as big as a football field and it's all covered it's beautiful it's huge and we were under oh maybe i don't know maybe a 40 yard by you know 30 yard little barn with with two lifts in there and it was it was tight and we were on top of each other and we had a lot of a lot of awesome cars coming through but man went after the heats and everything and beating and banging i mean i don't know about you guys but i love just sitting there and just listening to everybody work on their cars the scramble the mad rush people are going over to parts vendors and wiping them out people are buying bumpers because you know a bumper broke so they're going over and buying a bumper off casey smith they're going over here and buying a gas tank off jeffy i mean they're getting new wheels from ruts fab i mean it, it's they're going everywhere the, the chaos was awesome to get to watch it and i do want to say um as a promoter, you really wish for you know for the best outcome, and I honestly think that uh, Cody is a well-deserved and awesome, humble champion. Um, I could tell that it meant something for him to win my show, which meant something to me because he considered our show something that was special uh, um, for him to win, which is awesome. So I shout out to him. Um, handled himself awesome. 
a great dude. I hope I hope he comes back. Well, he already said, you know, he's yeah. he's, he's planning on doing it, and uh, and I gotta kind of agree there. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think you're gonna find a guy that's that's more humble and and kind of, you know. I guess soft-spoken. Cody doesn't get really excited about anything. You know, yeah. he talks about not arguing with promoters. There's been a lot of times where the guy in front of him had to cut stuff, and Cody had to cut twice as much. And Cody's like, "Okay." <laughs> and just, you know. Yeah, he's. Well, I mean, he's. You know, he he's come up the right way. I mean, he didn't just go out and buy a bunch of a bunch of big dollar stuff and start out. I mean, he started out you know, running all the the low dollar, low, you know, the the county fairs and. And picking and choosing, and I mean, he's done it right over the years. He's accumulated, you know, some nice equipment, and uh, you know, he's he's taken his lumps. I mean, he's you know went to went to bash where everybody takes lumps at bash. <laughs> right. You know, yep. I mean, uh, you, you know, you go to some big shows and you take your lumps and you learn to move on. So it's great, you know. And I mean, obviously, you know, we're we're a little bit uh, biased, but it's great to see New York guys go out of state and win. You know, I mean, that's uh, you know, we we've always said, or I've always said that you know, there's guys here in New York that can can run with anybody. And, uh, you know, when we have guys that go out of state and win, it, it kind of proves it. So There's a lot of guys that we do that ran down there. Yeah. Let's let's start there. Yes. Um, uh, I saw Carl Schaller was in the chat, and, and his boy was one of them that picked up a win. And uh, Carl was ramrod in Pennsylvania for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing him doing battle with Brent Kirshner and, and Mike Klinger at uh, uh, Kempton Fair. Mm-hmm. years and years ago just doing dvds and stuff and we did yep. some shirts for him and did some science for the sun, for the boys and stuff it is really really good to see um all of the times that we've said you guys can go out and do this for dozens of drivers not yeah. at all trying to take credit for this yeah. don't don't no. take it wrong but, but finally, it's great to see it finally seeing this this come to pass and, and cody's one of them and, and, and we've seen ken perform on a high level plenty of plenty of times but to see him come away with a win there mm-hmm. and guy too Guy's yeah. been a guy's been an adamant compact guy. Compacts don't get the the respect that they deserve, and 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 that that dialogue for a long, long time. But he never had the money, never had the chance to go out of town. We're going to get a chance to talk with him here in just a few minutes. Cody, I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about how this compares on the the landscapes of your career, and and what this might lead to for you in terms of branching out and running some other shows, in addition to going back in in October. Well, so I pretty much I've been I run I've I ran a lot of shows in the last for the last six them twelve thirteen years I've been running derbies and and I finally you know I'm I'm ready to step out and just go into into these bigger shows and and, and that be it I, I'm I've had enough of the county fairs I it's not that I feel like I just don't belong there anymore I'm past that level that I just feel like it's time to move on. So, no mercy being, you know, that big of a, a, a show, a payout. You know, I, I've been chasing that for a long time, and and I finally got that. So, um, I, I have plans of running the uh, Iron City Promotion Show. Steve, I open them down in uh, near Pittsburgh. There, um, I'm obviously going back to No Mercy in October. Um, especially you know guys that they like to to put drivers and 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 put on a good show and and do what TJ and his crew does is just it's great you know the the, the rule package for his for his classes is is spot on for me I I love the car build I love how he gives you an option and I don't know if anybody you know has read the rules that hasn't ran there but he gives you you know, you have the option. You have the option to build the car. You don't. It's not. It's not telling you where to put this or where to put that or how to put it there. He sure. he, he gives you the option of where to put it, and, and I love that. You know, you, I've seen I've seen so many different people put plates in different spots. I've seen, you know, the hump plates can be moved forward, backwards, however you want. I just, it's awesome that he he can do that, and 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 that's a big thing for me. Uh, we gotta we gotta shift gears here quick, Cody. We appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out with us for a little bit. Do you have anybody that you want to make mention of before we let you go? Uh, I mean, my whole team for, for um, all the help this weekend. My girlfriend, um, Jeffy. Anytime I need something, Jeff for me. He, he's it's it's out in the mail the next day. Um, my uncle Dave and and my aunt Sandy, the, the sponsorships of the shops and and. And all that stuff, and just I just thank everybody and, and thank PJ for putting on a, a hell of a show. Awesome, well, Cody, man, congratulations, well deserved. 
look forward to having more of these conversations here in the not too distant future. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chris. Take it easy. We'll see you. That goes yeah. Cody Riley. I see our live chat is hopping tonight, and I hope that it's just as busy for the, the second hour? show. <laughs> yeah, for the, if we do that, we'll be at 400 no time. <laughs> do that the rest of the way for uh, for 2021. Um, uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, Too many concussions. Yes, it's been a lot. Amen. Double digits. Double digits. Um, Christy Germain is in the the chat she's sort of directing traffic for us appreciate it. i'm not watching it as uh as close as i typically would because we got we got a lot of screens open right now <laughs> <laughs> i really don't know why the thing hasn't fallen on his face like it was last week but i'm not gonna ask any questions because i bring the good luck with it <laughs> yeah that's what it is <laughs> but she uh we, we heard jeffy get mentioned there a minute ago and and she and jeffy were on commentary with ben for a long time on the the track shot presentation of the show and then uh, Alex Vasco, uh, I think he's going to be having additional footage and stuff uploaded here to go back. So either way, you've got a couple on-demand options for that stuff. Um, and we're going to be getting to Guy here in in just a few minutes. We have been talking about this, and it is now uh, it is now officially about 30 days away. Basher Cash 2021, right around the corner at the Ross County Fairgrounds in Chillicothe, Ohio. Kicker class, 10 grand to win. Turn back the clock, 10 grand to win. Both of those are going to be one and done. Taking about 40 cars for those. Compacts, 10,000 to win. Pro Stocks, 10,000 to win. 2,000 to win. Each of the standalones. Frank the Tank, Old School Wire Class is going to be the headline on Saturday. Youth Small Cars, Street Stocks. The Relic Class is going to be 63 and older now. A little bit of a change there. Three one and dones for the 80s Wire Class. The Super Stocks, the Full Size Trucks, and the Compact Trucks. All that online. SmashItDerby.com for additional details. May 28th through 30th, 2021. Smash It Derby for Bash for Cash details and then the week after kind of like what tj's doing they're going to go crazy two weeks in a row june 5th and june 6th the street stock madness that's at the fat county fairgrounds in washington courthouse ohio gates at noon both days on the fifth the derby's at six on the sixth the derby is at three four-man teams they're taking 20 six thousand three thousand sixteen hundred back through the top three the pro stocks are 40 entries four thousand two thousand one thousand for the top three Full-size street stock, compact street stock, mini van, mini SUV, mini truck, 30 entries per class, 1,000 to win for all of those. Again, additional details are available online at smashitderby.com. Unified Point Series, getting ready to gear up here again this weekend, April 30th and May 1st. That is Wicked's Urban Urban Destruction in Evansville. Looking forward to that one. And then we're going to see Toast again at River City Rampage in Henry, Illinois on the 7th and 8th of May. The 15th is Hardcore's May Meltdown, kicking off the Hardcore Series. Smash it, smash for cash, and the Street Stock Madness show both on the schedule. Hardcore's back in in uh, <laughs> back in the driver's seat June the twelfth uh, with Destruction on the Knob, then Toast back there with uh, Bartholomew County Fair, Rouse Promotions June the twenty sixth. The uh, couple shows in, we'll break up this log jam and points. We can't show the ninety seven way tie for first right now. <laughs> yeah, it's all hard to do. Two shows it's in. a little it's a little busy, but in Mark Elliott's own words, that a couple shows in, that tie will break like glass. So we'll be watching that. Also, in parallel with that, with the uh, five two seven Unified Series, the Virtual Unified Point Series, there's a several way tie for first after two events are in the books. The Wall Rockers going to be having a Virtual Unified Point Series event Friday and Saturday. Uh, looking forward to getting that one in the books, and then and then we're going to kick off with a bunch of shows in May as well. So that also is going to break up like glass as uh as i anticipate we have one more event tour to talk about stay up to the line hardcore derby promotions.com we talked about them may 15th is the main meltdown and then june the 12th is destruction on the knob you can see tj over here to the side he was he was holding up his shirt so everybody could see it i don't know if we can get that up here real quick there it is he's, he's showing everybody his hardcore shirt <laughs> there it is uh mayhem on the mountain on the 26th the 10th is of july is destruction on the knob part of three shows for the month of july king of the hill at jacktown on the 24th the 29th august 3rd and august 6th the destruction in dunbar cast in cole county on the 13th 14th and 20th is washington war zone and then you can see the rest of the schedule there. That all feeds into the September 25th and 26th final confrontation. Dunbar, Pennsylvania, 10000 to win, $3,000 Mad Dog, presented by Jeffy's Fab Farm. Stay up to date with all that online, hardcore derby promotions.com. 
told you about him a minute ago. Jeffy's Fab Farm is an industry leader in all manner of purpose-built demolition derby parts. Starting with rear ends in 06, the Fab Farm expanded to headers in 08, and the shop can boast a combined 70-plus years of mechanical skill. Jeffy's Fab Farm specializes in LS conversions and conversion components with consistent feature wins across North America. Your turnkey solution is only a phone call away. Every time I read that line, it reminds me of talking about... Uh, one of the repair shops down in Romulus that used to sponsor Seneca County Fair. It was their their line was like that too. It might have been Bill Cram's. Your new GM solution is only a phone call away. I remember stuff like that. <laughs> Jeffy's Fat Farm is a as a has a Camarina box campaign set you up for success with a real time price of five twenty five. That's great. You need to make sure you ask about the multi fit shifter options, and you're going to find fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, steering components, pedal switches and gauges if you need it. It's online, Jeffy's Fab Farm, jeffysfabfarm.com. Rounding it out, Smith Metal Works, they were down there as part of this one this weekend as well. Online, smithmetalworks.info. In-person locations in Mercer, Uniontown, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Smith Metal Works is an all-purpose fab shop that has taken the Northeast by storm. They can feature more than 40 years of fine metalworking experience. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat front bumpers. They've got the super stock releases. They all mimic a factory release from some point. You'll recognize it as soon as you see it. They can be run stuffed or hollow. There's a compact version of the point bumper other items include crown vic door skins battery boxes engine mounting systems pedal combos and shifters they have all the odds and ends that you're going to need such as distributor clamps and weld-in centers be sure to ask about the gm floor liner smithmetalworks.info so there's that uh tj was tj was laughing a lot what's 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 all the giggles <laughs> i'm just a nut i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry but i do have to say this um, shout outs to Canada. Um, Christy and Devin were there over the weekend. Chris, if you ever need help with sponsor reads, the greatest thing that happened over the weekend for me was that my wife handed the sponsor reads over to Christy Germain mm-hmm. and she killed it sure the did. whole week. I mean, nonstop, just plug and plug and plug and plug. And she's so in tune with the sport. It's so easy for her. And, and Chris, you give Christy a mic. She's hey, done guys, it before. You-, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much. But yeah, if you ever need somebody to do that, she is your woman, 100%. Can't wait for the hardcore tour coming up. Um, it was awesome to be standing across from two other awesome promoters, um, Devin Germain uh, for Impact Motorsports in Canada, and uh, Frankie Guy standing opposite of me, along with my awesome, awesome dead man crew headed up by Dominic Fabry and Jacob Gilliam. But to stand across from two other promoters that I respect was it was a huge moment for me promoters working together for the greater good of our drivers and making sure that we continue to progress the sport together it was absolutely awesome awesome we got Guy Raymond waiting in the wings Guy man how are you I'm all right how about you Chris we're doing okay man congratulations on the win it's got to be feeling pretty good to bring that home I know you sunk a lot of time into that car oh yeah it was it was a lot of fun building the car you know it was one of those where everybody told me I was wasting my time, but it definitely paid off. You, you used to tell me that, that half the fun was wrecking the car, and now you're building cars that are so big, do they even get wrecked in one run anymore? Well, this car, I could run it again, but the way it bent, it was kind of, I don't know if I even trust running it again, because I don't want to ruin the motor. The motor I have in it has already been pretty good and faithful to me, so I don't know if I should run it again or not. <laughs> Um, guy's another guy spent a lot of time at, at Broom County down at Whitney Point came up through the, the county fair circuit and kept saying you know I don't know I don't know I don't know and again the same story it's like your driving style fits with some of this bigger stuff if you get the chance to get out and try it and, and with everything shutting down last year it kind of forced Guy to go travel a little bit went down to Burlington made the trip down to um, uh, I think he went down to Markleysburg PA2, if I remember right. And and then he told yeah, me... Big was, Diamond. Uh, big Diamond. And then he told me he was going to go to No Mercy. And it's like, this is this, this could be something big for you. And, and it turned it turned out great. Tell me, tell me about the run itself, about the weekend. Okay. It all started out... I'm going to go back a year ago. I was going to go down to Chaos. Right. In the Valley. Mm-hmm. Down in Virgi- um, Virginia. But... With COVID and my wife's job, we couldn't go there. So I figured, okay, I'll save my money up. And then October come around, and I seen Buried Alive. I'm like, you know, that's kind of still kind of close to home, but not too far. It's about four hours, four and a half hours. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that out. And I know they approach it as a heavy hitter show. 
but I, I wanted to challenge myself because I'm more of a methodical type driver. You know, I, I look for good shots and, you know, I try to, I, I try to go for the W all the time. I'm not going to lie to that, that. If I sandbag a little bit, I sandbag, but I'm the guy that tries to win the show. And I'm like, it's out of my element. Let's try it. If I can get through inspection or at least registration was the hardest part, you know, cause the first show filled up in like, I think 11, 14 minutes, somewhere around there. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to have a second heat. I go, okay, well, I'm going to try this. So I did the paperwork and I sent it all in and it looked like by the registration, I was 16 of 25 within four minutes. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, I made it through registration. Now it's time to build a car. So I pulled a car in here that was supposed to go somewhere else, but they changed the rules for it because I swapped the motor out and it, it, the, where we were gonna run it was factory motors only. And I'm like, well, I can't run a four-cylinder Avalon because they don't come with four-cylinders. So I talked to that promoter and he changed things up and we ended up pulling the team out. And being because of the COVID, I saved my money up and I was able to go to No Mercy. And just getting the getting the way to go there, I got to thank my little buddy Tyler Eaton. He hauled me down. Mm -hmm. um, it, like I said, just getting in, getting the car ready, and getting there was a challenge. And then when I got there, there was guys I haven't seen in over a year because of COVID. Some of my friends were there and it just, I don't know, like I said, it was a good fit, you know, even though the driving style is a little different than what I'm used to, I'm not that type of guy to just hold it to the wood. Um, I think it still turned out to be a pretty decent show. You know, I kept my nose clear at the beginning of the heat and as the heat went on, I slowly picked it up as I went on and the less cars there was, the harder I drove. And then when it came down to three or four cars left, I went back to the beginning stages of taking it slow and methodical, you know, mm -hmm. that's just the way I, I guess that's the way I was raised and the way I watched the guys drive. And when you got 10, 12 guys on one dude and that guy comes out on top, that just, that, that, that piques my interest. It's not the guy that's going to go out there and just track somebody. That's Deep. just not my style. TJ, did you have to go out and tell anybody to pick the pace up all weekend? I, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember any of that happening. Uh, I In one of the fatal four ways, I walked out and told uh, two guys we're not here to do donuts, and that was the only time I said anything all week. Pretty nice. That's cool. <laughs> it's always good when that happens. It's, uh, yeah. it's uh... Nothing against those guys, just not my style, and I think it was an awesome show from beginning to end. I have to say that was a great, one of the best shows I've ever been to. You know, I, I loved it. It was, I have to say, hard hitting and try to stay out of the way from people. That was the next problem. <laughs> Trying to stay out of the way. And some of those guys, they just did not care. They're wide open. You know, it, it was, like I said, a great show to watch. Awesome show to watch. I, I, I loved every aspect of it. That, two-man extreme ending was great the hype up to that mercenary was awesome <laughs> everything about the show was awesome um does this change your 2021 plans you're going to stay close to home you're going to try and travel a little more um i have a i don't even really know what my plan is because last year it mixed everything up mm -hmm. and uh I do plan on running a few shows close to home. Like I have one coming up this weekend. It's a car I've ran a few times. I'm just going to go. I try to keep myself in the seat, even if it's not a, a a show that really matters. I still try to stay in the seat. And then uh, there's a couple other shows like RE and Kings of Old School and a few of the better shows in New York State, we'll say. I plan on hitting. Um, to travel like that again, I might have to save up a little bit more money to travel again. You know, and that's that's the hardest thing. Is I hate to tell people that, but it's just it's hard to come up with the money to travel like shows like that. Like I said way back in the first show I was with you, is it's just the traveling thing for me is it, and within the budget and and to try to get to those shows is very hard. And I know I can compete at that level. It's just trying to get there. You know. Yep. I understand that. And, uh, you've been hearing a lot about fix-it plates, Brian, and, 
and thinking about the inspection lists and, and all that other stuff and and it sounds exhausting <laughs> doesn't it yeah there's i mean and that's you know to, to, to go to any show like this i mean where you you know you you run a, a heat that's basically a feature and then you qualify and have to take something back for the feature which is the reason you're there i mean there's no easy outs i mean there's no easy you know you it's rare to, to come out and okay i'm going to fill it up with gas and maybe change a tire i mean there's guys you know rebuilding front suspensions and you know uh we're putting new axles in i mean there's these cars get tore up and uh you know it's it's definitely not your uh it's definitely not your your grandfather's demolition derby anymore i mean these guys you know they're they're really earning it um you know be, between the amount of time that uh time and money put into building a car and then uh you know you got to figure you, you go to a show like this and i mean you have to basically bring your shop with you i mean you have to have your torches your mig you know all you know the gas the, the everything um there's well, you couldn't bring a car because your dad was in Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, and Saturday, like I said, Saturday we were in uh, we were in Livonia, so uh, we were busy with that. But um, no, it's it's. I mean, you have to have a crew. You have to have guys that are dedicated to help you. Um, you know, these big shows are great, but it's it. You know, guys, you, you really earn the, uh, the the stuff you get out of them. I mean, there's you know we've we've been to to, to a couple of these shows now and. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think we've ever seen anybody win a heat and have not much to do, and then go out and win a feature easy, and right. you know, come out of it with you know, it's it's uh, you're, you're earning these big wins, that's for sure. TJ, tell me a little bit more about the the Cadillac uh, hearse um, mercenary car. So basically, um, I went down to Virginia, found a uh, a, a seventy two Cadillac shortened hearse. It had been shortened by about three feet in the, in the center rails. Um, we brought it back. We started looking at to what we could do. I mean, we were writing the rules for the car, so we decided we were going to play around with it a little bit. So um, we went ahead and clipped the front of it with a 03 and newer front frame section, which made it just absolutely nasty. Um, <laughs> it, it was really stupid. We plated it a uh, quarter inch from the firewall forward and uh, put kickers down from the dash bar down to the uh, front rails. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I know Andrew loves to drive forward. So Andrew's going to be parking into people. And I'm not sure I really want them being able to park into the rear of this, you know, hearse. So what I did was I tied the rear bumper all the way into the cage. So the actual bumper was attached to the kicker rails from the halo bar down and off of the actual rear seat bar. And then the, uh, the frame was just hanging out on top of the suspension um, just for, for, just for shows. And, I actually think the the rear end of the car was much harder, which I think I proved when I hit um, compared to when Travis hit uh, the uh, the Lincoln in the center. Um, the rear end of the car has not moved at all. It, it is a wicked machine. It had a, had a Fabry built engine, and that's actually my small Fabry built. So if you like what you heard there, holy cow! I mean, that is literally the smallest engine he builds, and it, it moved that hearse like it was nothing. Of course, front to back, front bumper to rear bumper. Full SMW setup. Jeffy Fab Farm shifters in there. We got B and B Derby products uh, giving us an awesome steering column. Uh, but other than that, it was decked out in SMW. So you know it had the best of the best, and it's heavy, but it moved well and it was driven perfect. Awesome, guy man. Uh, we're just about out of time. I appreciate you coming on the show. Anybody else that you wanted to make mention of? Um, yeah, I have a few other guys that I yep. bought parts from also that worked out with. Uh, me with a few things I've never tried before. I had a first couple first timer things I've done on this car. Uh, seven two six customs. Mm-hmm. They've helped me with a front motor mount slash. It was an oil slash header protector, but I can only run the lower half. That that worked out pretty good. Nice. And then between the shifter and my old custom header from Archibald Derby Supply, those guys actually helped me out also out of Canada. Fantastic. Well, I'm very. I was very happy to see your name on the winners list. It was. Uh, it was good to see. I appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us for a little while. We're we're gonna take a quick break, get everything saved and reset. We're gonna be right back again with uh, 3:52 here in just a second. Guy, man, congratulations. Uh, keep us filled in on where you're going next. Hope to talk to you again soon about wins. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, TJ, for having me. I think we finally lost him. No, you're still with us. Oh, okay. 
it's it's unstable, but it's unstable, but it's uh it's all right. Guy man, appreciate you coming on. We'll see you soon. Thank you, sir. There goes Guy Raymond. Uh, TJ, any final thoughts? Yes, I have two things. Um, drivers, you are absolutely incredible. Um, you know we like to reward people for um, how they perform on our track. You guys are hands down what makes Dead Man Dead Man, and you will be rewarded next year at No Mercy, guaranteed. But October's coming, and we have a huge, huge announcement coming very shortly for Buried Alive 2. Um, it, it's going to be off the chain. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change um, everybody's thought process. Um, we're adding some more money. Um, adding a couple more classes uh, so it, be looking for that we have a lot of big things coming up um, you guys are awesome but I'm telling you you better be there in October I didn't mean to point a knife I'm sorry I was just playing with a knife <laughs> that escalated quickly <laughs> <laughs> that's Madison in New York but that's all good <laughs> typical New York Saturday um, no um, but uh, yeah we, we want you guys there we, you gotta come you gotta come feel and witness what we do as a production company um, in, in October. We sure, uh, we will be having additional conversations with you as the summer goes on. I can't wait to hear what the announcement is. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great show. Tell Mark Elliott. I said, hi, <laughs> we'll let him know. <laughs> we'll let him know. Thanks a lot, TJ. We'll see you soon. There we go. Later, see you now. There goes TJ. And that is going to do it for show number one show one we'll be back with you here in just a, a few minutes give us a, a little bit to reset and regroup and we'll see everybody again i'd like to say next time but it'll be in just a few minutes we'll see you then the crash course live is presented by smash it demolition derby who hosts bash for cash blizzard bash and Capital City Carnage online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Sackville Falls, New York.